0: Baby block, get that cabbage out of here. What it do, you know, baby? Yeah, yo, what do you already know. There's a new NBA champion, and it's a team from Toronto, Canada. OG with the look. Got it. OG and no be the buzzer. Oh, that was my shot. I expected to make it. So, I don't shoot. Hello, and welcome to episode six of the What It Do Toronto Raptors podcast. I'm your host, Drew Horton, and let's get into it. After losing two heartbreaking games on the West Coast against the Warriors and the Trailblazers, the Raptors have won five of their last six, and are now only two games below 500 at 7-9. This stretch has been possible in large part due to great performances from the Raptors' bench, the ascendance of Chris Boucher and OG Ananobi, as well as the tenacious defense the Toronto Raptors have been playing against opposing stars. In the Mavs game, they held Luka Doncic to just 15 points, and Doncic was clearly frustrated by the end of that game. In the big Miami Heat victory, the Raptors' defense clamped down on Bam Adebayo, Duncan Robinson, and Goran Dragic, holding them all to under 15 points. Although Kendrick Nunn did have a good game, the Raptors only allowed 81 points total. The Raptors also beat the Hornets twice in this stretch, both close games, as each game was only a three-point Raptor win game I really want to get to is the Toronto Raptors versus Indiana Pacers game on the 24th. The Raptors came away with a 107-102 victory without Pascal Siakam or Kyle Lowry. OG Ananobi had a stellar performance as he put 30 points in on efficient shooting, and Fred Van Vliet and Norman Powell both contributed with 21 and 20 points respectively. Aaron Baines put up 12 points and 7 rebounds in 17 minutes, And he looked good out there, which is promising for the Raptors because currently Boucher is their only center if you go by rotations these last few nights. Now the Raptors got just enough offensive production to win as they did pour in 107 points, but the true key to victory was their defense. As the Raptors tend to do against most teams, they clamp down on star players and try to make the secondary guys beat you. And it worked tonight. The Pacers got an amazing performance from Miles Turner who put in 25 points on only 12 field goal attempts and he also had six blocks. He was a force on both ends of the floor. They also got some nice production from TJ McConnell, known Raptor killer Jeremy Lamb, and Doug McDermott. However, DeMonta Sabonis and Malcolm Brogdon combined for just 22 points on 6 of 32 from the field. The Raptors held the two best players on the Pacers to 22 points on under 20% from the field. That is fantastic. This included back-to-back clutch blocks from Chris Boucher and Stanley Johnson in the closing seconds of the game, both on Sabonis as he was trying to get to the rim to tie. And those two blocks sealed the win for the Raptors as soon after Pacers were forced to foul, Raptors hit two free throws and that put them up and the rest was history. Another key part of the Raptors defensive game plan was to rotate hard out onto the three point shooters of Indiana and in doing so they held the Pacers to 13 of 39 from beyond the arc which is good for just 33%, while the Raptors themselves shot 15 of 35, good for 43% from deep. They took the Pacers main guys out of their rhythm, the role players did make some big shots but the two-headed dragon of Sabonis and Brogdon couldn't step up, and as such, Raptors came away with a five-point victory. Now, if the game tonight on the 25th is anything similar to the previous game, Pacers will probably win if it's the same style of play. I don't expect them to miss so many three-pointers from their top two players, and we can't expect OG to draw 30 again, but that depends if Kylari and Pascal don't play. I don't know at this point, but uh, if they do, then I'd say we've got a very good chance and if they don't, well, it'll be an uphill battle. I'd say without those two guys, getting one win off of the Pacers on a two-game away trip is not bad considering. The Raptors have seemed to really turn it around. Chris Boucher is a large part of that. He's giving them meaningful minutes at the center and allows them to then limit their small ball with OG and Obi at the five. Boucher has been the leading three-point shooter in January at over 50% which will not hold up but he's getting hot right when the Raptors need it and if the Raptors want to turn it around then the rest of the guys are going to have to pick up the slack once Boucher cools off a little bit but hopefully he can keep it going for as long as he can. Norm is starting to score again which is nice. He didn't have a terribly efficient night but he still put up 20 points. He was driving to the rim. He challenged Miles Turner a few times which is not ideal but he made it work occasionally and occasionally he also got stuffed, but such is life. You gotta, you gotta attack. Fran van Vliet is looking pretty good. Uh, He's having some shooting issues. I can't remember the last time he shot above 50% in a game, it's been at at least a few, which is a little bit worrying because he needs to shoot the ball at uh, at least a 40 to 45% clip if the Raptors wanna have a chance against the better teams. And Pascal Siakam looks to be back in his groove but he did just miss a game so we'll see if he's able to find himself again get back into it i'm not worried at all about kyle lowry i will die on this hill kyle lowry is the heart and soul of the raptors and you can't tell me otherwise after the back-to-back pacers games the raptors have a tough matchup against the bucks so they'll probably need to win two of three if not three of three against their next three opponents after that, which are the Kings, and then the Magic, and then the Magic again, before facing the Nets and then the Hawks. So a fairly tough stretch, but if the Raptors could come away with four wins, they would be ecstatic. Three and three would not be terrible, considering they play the Grizzlies and the Wizards after that. They've got some work to do if they want to get back into a comfortable playoff spot. Any playoff spot at this point. I have a feeling in a month's time they'll be in a playoff spot, probably sixth or so in a month. I'm hoping anyway. They seem to have some signs of life and have much more energy on offense and defense, which will hopefully transition into wins. Now, quickly, just before I wrap this up, a couple of non-basketball shoutouts. First of all, the Buffalo Bills for having their best season in 25 years. Bills Mafia is very happy. They even came out en masse to greet their team despite the loss against the Chiefs in negative weather at 3 a.m they were still out in full force that is dedication the other shout out goes to the only man who could possibly beat father time if anyone could do it it's tom brady that man is absurd that is this is his 10th super bowl in 20 years that is crazy that is crazy tom brady has about the same chance of getting to a super bowl Then Shaquille O'Neal has hitting a free throw. A bit of a hyperbole, but the fact that they're even comparable is crazy in itself. While we're on that topic, shout out to Shaq for being the pettiest Hall of Famer maybe ever. He's been slamming on Gobert, Donovan Mitchell, and for such a talent, he's got such a fragile ego. Don't come after me, Shaq. I, I didn't mean it. I didn't mean it. All right. Thanks for tuning in to episode six of the What It Do Toronto Raptors podcast. I've been your host... Drew Horton. Shaq, don't come after me. Signing off. Peace.